From the PSIA ASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. And tonight, what a guest. We're talking with Mike Hafer. Mike, it is great to chat with you again. Welcome to the show. Thanks, George. Great to be back. Thank you for having me back. And I'm looking forward to tonight's conversation. So, Mike, we are talking about goals from the team members. And, you know, one of the things, and I've brought this up before, um, I generally ask, questions of you guys that uh, like fall training of what are your goals and here you are the best of the best and I use that term a lot with you because it's true but you always have a quick answer you're always working on trying to get better so now that I've said that I hope you do have some goals Mike <laughs> I, I I have a lot of goals actually and um, you know I, I think that um, obviously or maybe not so obvious but uh Skiing is one of those. Um, you know, you, you say best of the best. And when I'm on the road, I, I want to perform at my best because I think the membership deserves it, frankly. And with that, I've got to continually challenge my skills and my performance. And I do that because of, because of all of you out there. Um, I, I want to put on the best show that I can so that way it elevates your experience when we're on the hill because um, my goal is tied to other goals um, or others' goals. And um, to do that, yeah, the performance, on-snow performance is one of those. Um, in addition to that, the everything we've talked about in the past, uh, people skills, teaching skills, those are a big part of how we communicate and how we how we all come to an agreement on what other goals are or actually extracting those goals from from one of our candidates that are out there trying out for level three or um, as, a, as a regional trainer, um, we have to find out what those goals are, both short-term and long-term goals. So you can look at it uh, in very different segments as such. So I love this because I'm sure you had a goal of making the team and then you did and you're not just going, well, made it, I'm done. No, it's um, it, it's not just making it and it's done. Um, uh, and a couple of reasons why. One, uh, on the aforementioned um, conversation there. The second is, as most know, we are going to represent the, the U.S. PSIA and ASI at uh, Interski in Finland next year. And with that, myself and, and I believe my teammates, we want to perform at our best for the international crowd. Um, that's a huge stage. It's our chance. It's our opportunity to to present our best and um, get get others, inspire other teams to to be better at what they do on the hill as well. And that's at the national level with our peers. So yeah, I think that's a I think that's a great question, George. So Mike, when you look at your skiing, what are some things that you really want to improve on? Uh, couple of things. One is I continue to work on touch on the snow, um, being softer, softer up at the top of the turn. So that way terrain, snow conditions, I have a better feel for it. Um, because that's always been, it's always been a challenge for me. I've relied a lot on my, my physical strength power to get me through different, uh, different conditions, different terrain. And, um, having touch on the snow just allows for, um, more effective skiing. And then in addition to that, um, I constantly work on 
top of the turn and how to shape the top of the turn, different ways to shape the top of the turn. So um, whether that's following teammates, whether that's um, trying new and different things on groomed bumps, et cetera, um, you know, that's how, that's how I'm going about it. And that, that is where I'm at for goals for my, for my skiing on the people skills. I'm constantly trying to interact and connect with people that, um, that child that I'm challenged with to, to connect with. And so how do you ask the right questions? How do you create the right small talk? How do you draw information out from our guests? Um, that, that can be a challenge. And so, um, developing, being able to develop conversations or, um, through questions. And, um, you know, there was a, there was a quote that came out earlier this year and, um, from Ted Lasso that we watched at team training and, um, it, it was all about being curious versus being judgmental. And um, if we can be more curious, it's going to have a larger impact on our on our folks that are in front of us. And how do you feel that you working toward your goals helps us as members and the people who you teach in clinics uh, to help achieve theirs? Well, again, I think we raise the bar. And by raising the bar, people see that you are changing and you're attempting to change and that you can be a lifelong learner or we are lifelong learners. And with that said, I think it drives or inspires others um, to change something or change the way they are looking at um, teaching skiing or snowboarding or whatever else. Um, so I, I, you know, it's, it's the way we present people, we are the demonstrators out there. We demonstrate not only beyond snow skills, but we also demonstrate um, how we interact with people. And we demonstrate our patience. We de demonstrate our love for the sport. And um, we we bring energy to the table. So those are things that whether people re realize that they are seeing or experience, experiencing that type of um, delivery, um, they still pick up on it. And um, I believe, yeah, like I said, I believe it raises the bar when we raise the bar. Now, Mike, how are you able to hold yourself accountable to achieving your goals? Because, I mean, some of these are a, a little bit nebulous in teaching, um, but even working on your touch and the top of the turn, it's not like, you know, I want to break 32 minutes run on a 10K this year. And you're really specifically working on if you're in cycling, your, your power output, uh, there's so many measurable um, things that you can achieve on the way to making that goal that show you that you're making some progress. How do you hold yourself accountable and how do you know that you're working in the right direction? Oh, I, I think the skiing is a little bit easier um, because there's always feedback from the snow. And um, so I think that's, I think the actual physical part of our sport is the easier part back to your point about the nebulous side and that's the teaching side or the, yep. the people skills side. And so holding myself accountable, it's, it's how do people, how do people respond to me? So it's paying attention to body language. It's paying attention to um, whether people connect with you. Um, it can be as simple as something as take a look at your requests. Are you, or, or your request rate? Maybe, you know, if you, if you want metrics or if you're someone that does live by metrics, like 
you know, like you were saying on a, on a bicycle, it's easy. We just look at our power outage or out power output, you know, how long can we sustain 350 Watts or whatever the case. And you can look at your private request rate. If you, if you are a person that needs metrics. And if you look at that, are your private requests going in the right direction? Are you continually turning people over or, or getting people more into the request side of, of the business? That's one way. Um, Otherwise, it becomes, yeah, it becomes this non-tangible type of thing. How do people respond to you when when you walk into your locker room? Do people approach you or do you approach others? Um, when people start approaching you and asking more questions, asking more, like I was stating earlier, more um, curiosity type of questions, uh, then then I think you know you've you've made some breakthroughs. Is there someone in your locker room that maybe you don't connect with as well? And how does a year... Um, how does the year transition? Do you and that other person in the locker room start to have deeper conversations along the way? Um, and so I think there are other ways to measure it, but you have to pay attention. You, you, we can't just go out there and assume that someone's going to come up and say, hey, George, or hey, Mike, you know, I can tell your people skills are you're knocking it out of the park this year because <laughs> they're not they're, they're not going to tell you that. That's that's not the way we operate as 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 a as humans however it is about whether or not you 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 have gained the attention of someone else that you may have not have had a relationship with before and that's again that's just one way or just one thing that i pay attention to um that i pay attention to when when i am working on on something or when i have a goal in mind and um it, yeah it's 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 not easy um there's a lot of self-awareness around that so don't take that. Wow, George, we always thought you were a real jerk, but huh, may, maybe not. <laughs> yes, I've had that side too. So. <laughs> Working on those people skills. <laughs> well, I really like what you just said, though, because I think you showed us a lot of what we need to do in our exams to meet the people skills uh, criteria. Well, I think, you know, first of all, I love the fact that we went down this path of having people skills and professional elements um, being demonstrated throughout an assessment process. I think that's one of the one of the um, biggest hurdles that we've crossed in PSIASI um, over the years, uh, because it is something that we do every day. So um, with that, yeah, I mean, how you demonstrate that or how you display that through an assessment process. Um, I've had that question um, put out there or asked of me. And the thing is, is back to the curiosity side, how can you ask questions even through an assessment process to draw information out of people and understand where people are coming from, from their previous training, because that helps us direct the lesson experience into a direction that's going to suit our our candidate or our students' needs. And again, showing that curiosity, I think that becomes authentic. And I think then we start to get the best out of candidates, um, even during an assessment when you're under the gun, you're being watched by you know one or two examiners and and. Uh, and so how do you draw that information out? And it, it is about asking those questions. You know, it is about understanding the history. It is about understanding someone's beliefs or values. And then how can you tie into those beliefs and values of others 
So that way we can streamline that into um, bringing those into common goals. And I want to just expound on on this a little bit because I, I felt like what you said in your prior statement, you know, about body language, what we're looking for, and then even into the requests. And no, you're not going to get a request at an exam or in a clinic, but I have attended a number of clinics and exams where it's like, wow, I really want this person to keep teaching. I'm learning from them. I'm really enjoying what I'm hearing here. Yeah, and even though, right, we don't get requests or etc., what I find is that you're going to start seeing candidates or especially on clinics, right? You're going to start seeing clinic uh, participants start to show up more um, when your name is on the clinic list or right. when you're as a, when you are there as a clinic leader, um, you may be booked more on clinics um, depending on what, how your school handles clinics or organizes, organizes clinics. Um, some schools will actually create, if, if you develop a, a group of folks that want to take a clinic from you, maybe there's a special clinic that's assigned to you. So there are, again, there are ways and, um, and you will start to notice that you create a following for, you know, as, as a kind of a layman's terminology, for lack of better, for back, lack of better words, um, that you will start to create that following in your clinic groups. Love it. So, Mike, anything to say to the membership as we wrap up here? You know, um, as, as someone that's that's been successful at the team level, um, something George and I were speaking about um, a little bit earlier is that self-accountability is part of the process and part of being successful. We are all, we, each of us are all responsible for our own success stories. And, um, and if we can, if we can, so to speak, grab the bull by the horns and hold ourselves accountable and whether that's making a list of where your goals are, what your goals are for the season, um, but understanding what those goals are and making those achievable, um, because it goes back to the old adage, how do you eat an elephant? You, a piece at a time, right? A bite at a time. And, um, and some of our goals we put out there, yep, they're very elevated and, and it may take a few years to get there. Being able to take it in, in chunks that are, that are, um, user-friendly and that, that we can manage or more manageable, then we're going to see more success. And then how do you hold yourself accountable? And can you find maybe a coach or a training partner to help you hold yourself accountable if you need additional support? Um, those are just some ideas and tactics that um, I've used along the way to hold myself accountable and um, and be able to achieve my goals. So um, it, it's a fun road. And, and, even if those goals are not obtained sometimes, it's what have we learned in the process that makes us either better in our profession, better person, um, better skier, better snowboarder, um, all of that. So um, there, there's so much to there's so much to be said about the journey versus the the end. And um, but but holding yourself accountable is, I believe, one of the number one reasons why we achieve those goals. So. Um, let's not, you know, let's not be afraid. Let's hold ourselves accountable and um, accountable on, on achieving our goals. And, um, you know, find someone to help support you. Find someone to help coach you. 
Mike Haper, it is always a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for taking the time to visit with us on First Chair. Thank you, George. Really appreciate the invite. From the PSI ASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.